Welcome to the one and only Circle City Cinema with your host and the one and only Zach. Hello! Welcome to Circle City Cinema. I'm your host, Zach Griffith, and I'm joined by my co-worker and my good friend, Bryce Shetty. Bryce, how we doing? We're doing great, Zach. We're doing great. I mean, I, I, I'm just, I'm just co-worker and great friend. I, come on, come on. We do a lot more than that. We do a lot more than that. A lot more, a lot more than that. But here we are, uh, the 10th anniversary of Moneyball, Bryce. Yes. One of our, one of our favorite movies. I think it's fair to say. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's absolutely fair to say. Some takes will be given out uh, about both this movie and about uh, the people in it and some other stuff. So it's going to be a great pod. Me and Bryce, very much looking forward to this. Um, I love the anniversary series. I haven't done an anniversary pod in a while. So Moneyball, 10 years old. Can you believe it, Bryce? No, I can't. I, I love this movie. This movie is so endearing to me. This is my go-to road trip movie. It's the first thing I download and watch in the car or on the plane. It's the first thing every time. So quotable. How often do we quote this at, at work? Well, pretty often, seeming as we have the movie poster hanging on my side of the <laughs> office. <laughs> we, quote it, we quote it quite often. But uh, Bryce, as always, with Circle City Cinema, we start, or I start by asking the guests, good things you've seen lately. Oh, Zach, I, you know what? You've become my, my Tuesday, $5 Tuesday movie going buddy. Oh. And we've seen a lot lately. Oh, we've yeah. seen a lot. We, we went and we, and, uh, we watched Shang-Chi. Uh, we went and uh, we watched Dune in Dune. IMAX, by the way, Dune. which is an experience in and of itself. I can't wait to buy that movie on 4K. It's going to look amazing. Already um, bought my steelbook. Already bought so it. So very excited. Uh, we saw James Bond. Uh, well, we saw that separately, uh, but we, we watched James Bond, the new No Time to Die. Great film. Great ending to to the series there. And then, Zach, I mean, I've been watching a little little TV as well. Watch a little Hard Knocks uh, with the Indianapolis Colts. Tell us, tell us about Hard Knocks with our Colts, dude. It is it is an incredible show. If if you're first off, if you're just a fan of football, it's a great show to watch. But if you're actually from Indianapolis, right, and you want to get to know the team better, that's the show to do it. If you think you love these guys now, you love them on a whole nother level after watching this show, seeing what 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 they do on a weekly basis and their characters and things like that. It's incredible. It's incredible. And you get weird clips of Jim Mercer singing Bob Dylan. So, I mean, so Trash. I mean, it has it all. It has it all. And then, Zach, I, uh, I recently started Succession. Um, very excited for that. Been told um, by multiple people to good. watch that show. It's and good. so I, eventually I will. Eventually I will. And then, of course, uh, with my, my new lovely wife that we've been married for about two months now, we've been watching The Bachelorette, of course. And Zach, I know you're right there with me, baby. Yes. I know you're oh, right yes. there with me. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Yes. Me me and Abigail have been watching Bachelorette uh, every week. Every week. It's been, it's been, a, it's been a hell of a ride. Absolutely. A a ride. Absolutely. Actually watching it tonight uh, after this pod. Oh, man. Hopefully oh, man. seeing Nate go home, Bryce. I don't want to. Don't Look, tell me anything. I've seen but it. I hope, I, hope, I hope Nate goes home. 
you have to see for yourself. Okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, as for me, Bryce, you know what I've been watching lately. You know, you know. This is all we. This is all we talk about. I can't get away from it, listeners. Okay, listen. Zach has nonstop been talking about this since I. I don't even know. Since you know, we've gotten trailers. It's nonstop. This is all I hear. I just want this dude to go see this movie, so I stop having to hear about it. (laughs) What movie, Bryce? Spider Man. Spider-Man what? The Raimi trilogy. <laughs> all of them, really. You've watched all of them. I have me and my good friend Cooper Ogle, friend of the show. Friend of the show. Frequent guest on the show. Uh, we rewatched, in the probably a three-week span, rewatched all eight Spider-Man theatrical releases uh, in a marathon fashion. That's the Raimi trilogy. It's the Amazing Spider-Man duo. And... Uh, the MCU Spider-Man movies and Into the Spider-Verse. So all eight, we watched them all. It was a hell of a time. We just finished it uh, on Tuesday night. We watched Into the Spider-Verse to finish it up. It was my third viewing of that movie in a month. So it was it was awesome. It was even it was even better the third time. But uh, a bad thread also made my list here of good things we've seen lately. Say what you want. You know, say what you want. I said this with Alex on my last pod, which coincidentally was about Spider-Verse. Bachelorette is just good entertainment. It's just good entertainment. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's not cinematic. It's not It's not artistic. It, it, but it's, it's entertaining. That's all you can ask for with a do show you, like that. Do you, put it in the, do you put it in the category of mindless entertainment? Mindless? Uh... Uh, it's close. It's very close to me. <laughs> I think it is too. But it makes you think. You're like, dude, it's it, I, you get roped into it. You get I wouldn't roped say into mindless. it emotionally. You get you get emotionally roped into it. I wouldn't Straight say up. totally mindless because I was convinced uh, Rodney was a safe bet, and then they sent his ass home. So we need to look up what the odds are for that. DraftKings, where are you at, dude? They don't have they don't have a bachelorette odds. I was That's on their today. That's a joke. Yeah. This is a joke. I'd vote for Joe, but that's not a very good bet. But Joe is going to win. So, and then of course I have no time to die. I don't know if I talked about it on my last pod with Alex, but saw this movie with my grandpa and my brother and my dad. And I agree with you, Bryce. Great way to end the the Craig saga. Uh, if you haven't seen it yet, I won't spoil it. I won't spoil it. It's only been out for a couple months, but great, great ending. And then, of course, Hawkeye, Bryce, the latest. Oh, yes, I've been watching that as well. The latest MCU uh, show on Disney+. Plus. Very good. I'm a couple episodes behind, but I hear our good friend Wilson Fisk is coming back. That's what I hear. I I still don't know. I, I don't know what we're looking at with that. Um, you know, I'm going to watch episode five tonight, more than likely. So hopefully we get a little more clarity on that, or at least clarity before the show ends. That's all I'm looking for. Hopefully, I, I mean, I, would lo- I don't know about you. I'd love to see the Kingpin back, a man of the people. Absolutely, absolutely. A man of the people, absolutely. And his boy uh, Daredevil might be coming back in uh, in Spider Man, but we'll see. We'll see. Uh, Bryce, speaking of marathons, you and I had one of our own Ooh. this past Saturday. Yeah, tell us, tell us about it. 
Well, myself and Zachary Griffith, Zachary Griffith came over to my to my humble abode and uh, we embarked on a nine, an over nine hour journey uh, in one day. And we watched the the Snyder trilogy of the DC universe. So for those of you that don't know, that is Man of Steel. That is Batman versus Superman. Ultimate edition. Let us be very clear about that. Ultimate edition. Very clear. (laughs) And then, of course, the one, the only Zack Snyder's Justice League, not this Joss Whedon crap that is put out and still forced down our throats on TNT and TBS. It's an absolute joke. It was a great day. It was a great day. Uh, It's great to rewatch these films. Changed my mind about a lot of things. Uh, That was my next question. It it was good. It was good. Yeah. I mean, Zach, if you want me to go into it, I I, apparently I misremember uh, Man of Steel because my, my initial reaction was I didn't like this film. But again, I was also like in junior high and I think we had some people over and like it was just very hard to watch it and pay attention. Um Boy, Man of Steel really is good. I, I, it, it's it's awesome. a good film. It's good. Um, and having the extended edition of Batman vs Superman, I think it's better. It's better than the original cut mm-hmm. um, by far. And then, of course, we know we know Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's just a masterpiece. It's in a masterpiece. Itself. It's incredible. Incredible it's a masterpiece. You rightfully picked it uh, in the first round of our of our superhero movie draft. So clearly, no regrets. I want to thank your wife for. Uh, for <laughs> being a soldier throughout that oh, nine and a half hours. Yes. I mean, she's, she let me come into her house and watch nine and a half hours of, of bullshit. And it was <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. I want to thank, thank Abigail Shaddy for letting us, letting us do that. <laughs> I'm thanking her by letting her pound stuff into the wall right now. while I do podcast, <laughs> So that's great. Beautiful. Uh, yeah, I'm kind of with you. My thoughts on these movies. I mean, I'd only seen the Snyder cut once and I thought it was a masterpiece and seeing it the second time, uh, just reaffirm those thoughts. I mean, it's just, I think it's a top five superhero film of all time. That's including every, just, every MCU movie, uh, you know, all the dark Knight movies, it's including, I don't know where in the top five, but it definitely falls in there. Uh, and then you're talking about the ultimate edition. It's just more violent. Uh, you know, obviously you still have to deal with Eisenberg's Lex Luthor, but it's, it's bearable. It's bearable. It's tolerable. It's fine. And the man of steel, I've always been a big fan of that. That was the main reason I wanted to do this with you is because I was like, man of steel is a good movie and you're going to, it was better than I remember. It was better than I remember. It's a great movie. Uh, but now Bryce, let's get into Moneyball. Discuss, if you remember it, discuss your first viewing of Moneyball. I vaguely remember it. I just remember being like, how have I never heard this sports story before? And and why is this not just a typical like biopic? Like it's, it's a well done story. Typically, you know, in the sports realm, when you hear of stories like that, typically it's in a documentary form. So the way this movie was delivered in cinematic form Right. What, what I was just blown away. I instantly fell in love with the movie. Um, the way they spiced up the script uh, was just incredible. It kept your attention. It was fun. It was serious. But it's also trying to show, hey, like. 
people are doing things out there that that they get ridiculed for. But guess what? We're gonna make a movie a movie about them, and it was awesome. And and, and I think Aaron Sorkin was that was the guy to to tackle this type of movie. Obviously, we we know. I mean, what a what a two year run for him. Oh, um, yeah. I mean, my my goodness. So. I loved it. I, I just instantly, I knew I had to own it. I had to have it digitally. I did. I had to have it. It was just that good. That good. Yeah. I mean, I, I remember watching this with my dad and my brother who are both big baseball fans, way bigger baseball fans than I am. But, um, Brad Pitt is my favorite actor. I think I've said that on the record before. He's my favorite actor. I won't give any takes on him yet for this movie, but <laughs> The, oh boy! They might, oh they might, boy! They might be spicy. They might be spicy takes. Okay, all right. Might be a might be a spicy chicken sandwich in the Chick Fil A drive thru ah, that you um, visit very often. Yeah, uh, once a week. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I don't really remember my first viewing. I just remember it was with my dad and my brother. I think it was in like 2012. I wasn't. I might have. I might have been in high school. Might have been. Mm-hmm. I don't know. But. Uh, definitely appreciate it more now. I definitely did not remember it being as good when I was a freshman in high school. So it's, it's an awesome movie. I can't wait to talk about it. Uh, this year in movies though, 2011, not great. Not great. We're it's gonna, not the worst. It's not the worst, but it's not, it's not great. We're going to, we've actually tackled 2011 on this pod before. In the Fast Five podcast. Yeah, we did. We did. We did. And I might change up my Rushmore. I, I definitely did. I definitely changed up mine. Um, I'm still not sure. I'm still not sure about it. But. I do. There are so many honorable mentions. There, there really are. There's a lot of great directors very, it, it's, were active. Oh man, it's so hard. And good acting. Great acting. Great acting. Some forgettable films by really good directors jay edgar in particular in particular. please miss me <laughs> miss me please clint please uh so let's get into it 2011 movies for context <sighs> listeners harry potter and the deathly hallows part two it was the highest grossing movie of the year made over a billion dollars bryce i know you're not uh still never seen it you've still never seen the harry potter movies which no. is uh, quite frankly it's a joke Bryce. i'm sorry it's fine. It's fine. I understand. <laughs> 20th anniversary coming up, by the way, in January. I will be tuning in. Uh, then we have the third Transformers movie, Dark. Ah, please. Uh, the first one without Megan Fox. The last one. And suffered mightily. And yes, it was, it was ass. It was ass. But of course, it's made a shit ton of money. Then we got this movie, Moneyball. Then we have Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides. Fun fact, the most expensive film ever made. Joke. And it's a joke. <laughs> it sucks. Where did the money go? Where did the money go? I watched this like uh, probably a year ago. And I just because I was flabbergasted at how it was the most expensive movie ever made. Where the fuck did the money go? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. It's just <laughs> beyond me. Beyond me. Disney... Uh, do better, please. Then we have Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. I like this movie. Bryce, you don't like it. No, no. I, is it I, Renner? I'm, is it Renner? What is it? <sighs> no, I just didn't. I, it just didn't capture my attention. I thought the ones after it were good. Uh, that one just didn't didn't capture my attention. 
Oh, Fallout's the best. I think it's the best Mission Impossible movie. It's good. That one is very good. Fallout's awesome. Yeah. And then we have Hugo, a weird, weird Martin Scorsese movie. That I, I never saw it. Heard it was good. It yeah. No, nah, just didn't didn't intrigue me enough. Nominated for a shitload of Oscars. Uh, just very, very uh, well, weird movie. Then we have Thor, the first Thor movie. MCU uh, kind of quiet this year, but still, Thor not 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 a bad movie. Not a bad movie. Mm. It's not it's not awful. Mm. No, eh, it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. It's fine. It's mid tier Marvel. Yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Fine. Hangover Part Two, solid. Solid movie. Haven't seen it. Haven't seen it. It's, nope. it's solid. It's solid. Fast Five. Great. Great movie. It's one of it's one it's of my the best Fast and Furious movie. It's one. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely up there. It's top three, no doubt. I think I had it second in our rankings. Behind, I believe I did as well. Behind the behind the OG. Yeah, so, the OG is the best. Yes. Then we have Cars Two. Never seen it. Never will. Nah, I'm sorry. Nah, I'm a big great. Pixar guy, but. Uh, uh, no, please, no, please. And then we have uh, a movie that makes me want to blow my brains out: The Artist. The Artist, uh, which somehow finagled a Best Picture Oscar this year. Uh, we'll get into that later, no doubt. Contagion, uh, uh, Steven Soderbergh movie. I enjoyed it. I know uh, a lot of people hate it. Uh, Cooper hates it. Hates the movie. And the, a direct quote from him. Anybody who likes this movie is dumb as hell. <laughs> that sounds so much like something you would say. And I liked it. I told him, I was like, I guess it's dumb as hell because I like it. No, uh, no, no, no. A very timely movie a year ago. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. Absolutely. As a matter of fact, I watched it. Uh, when the, when the COVID outbreak first happened, oh, nice way to psych yourself out there, Zach. Yeah, I watched it. And then Bryce, do you remember this movie, Justin Timberlake? Yeah, in I love this movie. I love this movie. Great concept. I it's a great love concept. it. And you know what? Anyone that says Justin Timberlake isn't a good actor, no, no, you're wrong. You're absolutely wrong. This man can act. I love him in anything that I'll watch anything he's in. Anything. Anything. I mean, he was great. I mean, we don't have a lot of, uh, you know, material to go off of with him with acting, but he was good in this. A movie <gasps> centered around him. He was good in uh, Social Network. Have so, you seen Alpha Dog? No. Oh, you need to watch Alpha Dog. What's that about? Oh, Zach. Oh, Zach. I can't remember what the guy's name is, but it's based on a true story. Oh. And it's... Uh, it's criminal based. There's, it, it's, it gets dark, man. It, it's sad. It gets dark. Oh shit! It's um, good performance from Timberlake though. Emil Hirsch stars in it as well. Ah, my pick for the next uh, Wolverine, Emil Hirsch. Yeah. So, but uh, no, M Time was good. This is young Amanda Seyfried again. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's it's such a good concept, and, and uh, I need to check out the new Justin Timberlake movie that's on uh, Apple on Apple TV. I need to check that out and see what see uh, what he's like in that. But um, no, man, I love this movie. It's a very underrated film. Yeah, I mean, you have an original, high concept, sci fi movie with. Uh, Justin Timberlake 
as the star and, and does a fine job. And so does Amanda Seyfried. So this movie is slept on big time. Big time. Absolutely. Then we've got some Adam Sandler. Just go with it. Not bad. It's funny. It's always on TV. So it's exhausting. It's exhausted already, but funny. Mm-hmm. It's good. Jennifer funny. Anderson's still hot. Oh, yeah. No doubt. No doubt. And then I am number four. Uh, we Bryce. talked about this. Yeah, we talked about this. In a movie I did not expect to talk about. <laughs> no, no. I, I it, Look, the, the concept was good. It was a good film. Uh, they just never finished it. They never finished the series. So I, this is the only one we got. We got a little teaser and it was gone. It was taken from us. You could say like pre, pre-divergent, pre-Hunger Games, Right. This is kind of the, the movie that kind of paved the ground for these. Yeah. For these book series those. films. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, we just saw it really come to fruition with with Divergent, which they never finished either. But with Hunger Games, they, they got through it. And um, I mean, it swept the nation when it came out, swept the nation. Yeah. So um, I am number four. Um, maybe uh, a good rewatch movie. We'll see. It's on HBO Max. It is. You want to check it out. Uh, Super 8. I enjoy it. I like it. I think it's good. Solid Abrams. Solid. Yep. And one of Bryce's favorites I know, Crazy Stupid Love. Yes, yes. Always funny. (laughs) I I watched this with Abby the other night uh, again, and it's still funny every time. And Ryan Gosling is a man dime in this movie. Uh, Good year for Gosling. Phenomenal. Um, but yeah, man, diamond, this film works out. Emma stone. She's great in it. Steve mm-hmm. Carell, of course. So yeah, good, Julian good Moore. film. Julianne Moore. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Amazing. Amazing. And then maybe my favorite movie of the year, besides the one we're talking about tonight, Captain America, the first Avenger. It's very slept on, uh, MCU movie. Yeah. Very slept on one of the best villains in the MCU was in this movie. Uh, the Red Skull. So very slept on. Then uh, the aforementioned J. Edgar ass, uh, Clint Eastwood just mailing it in. Leo, uh, Leo, uh, trying, trying his best, but uh, didn't uh, work out. Please, please no. Maybe we'll try it again in twenty years. I don't know. <laughs> X Men First Class. Uh, Rice, I believe you picked this in our superhero drafts. Yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought this one was good. It was the best one out of the prequels uh, before they ruined the entire franchise with the next <laughs> film and then made sure it never came back alive with Apocalypse. Um, yeah, I thought they were off to a great start till they screwed all of us and wasted all of our time and money. So, yeah, that's what I got to say about that. So there's that. You can't just reset a franchise. You can't just do it. It's embarrassing. So there's that. Ima- imagine then, imagine Zach you get a movie in the MCU they just reset the entire universe so all of the original characters are back and alive and healthy it's stupid it's dumb so you're saying no way home is dumb no no it is not the same it is not the same <laughs> it's not the same I'm kidding kidding you <sighs> you were talking about Gosling's year Drive. Oh man, good. Drive. So good. Awesome movie. Awesome. Awesome movie. Very speaking of originality. Not, not everyone's cup of tea though. No, it's not. And I understand that, but it's original. You can't you can't knock it for that. Mm-hmm. Then uh some Fincher. 
The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Brutal movie. Never saw it. Fucking brutal. Uh, a couple of brutal scenes that, uh, you know, second viewing, you might want to fast forward through. But uh, Classic Fincher, Daniel Craig, uh, one of his rare non-Bond performances during his uh, Bond run. And Rooney Mara, nominated for Best Actress in this year. Uh, maybe should have won. Maybe should have won. But then we have Bridesmaids. Hilarious, dude. Hilarious. One of the best comedies of the decade. Look, man. So I watched this. Uh, I watched this on our honeymoon, and uh, hilarious. I was dying, man. So funny. So funny. Wait, when she when she takes a crap in the street, it's hilarious. It's hilarious. Um, hey, must watch, man. Must watch. It's, so funny. It's one of the best comedies of the decade. It's not the best. I mean, you got this. You got you got Jump Street. You have uh, a game night. Game night was a great comedy. Game night's hilarious, man. Yeah. <laughs> Jason Bateman. Horrible Bridget bosses. Uh, horrible bosses. Funny too. Hilarious. Great. Great. Great comedies. Uh, and then perhaps the worst movie of the year, Green Lantern. Um, yeah. This, uh, Blake Lively was the star of the show. If that tells you anything, that just tells you that the movie's bad. If Blake Lively's the star of the show. Well, speaking of which, at least one good thing came out of this movie. Uh, Ryan Reynolds met Blake Lively and they got married. So, Yeah. yeah. At least that, at least Ryan Reynolds, a national treasure. Yeah, so, so there you go. And then a great movie that doesn't get talked about much anymore. The Help. Great book. Great movie. Uh, great cast. You had Viola Davis, Emma Stone, Octavia Spencer, uh, Jessica Chastain. Great cast. Wow. Yeah, great cast. Great Never movie. Never saw it. Um, and then Warrior, which I know for a fact oh, yeah. is drafted in our sports movie draft. It's in. It's also on my shelf. Good. Good. This is an awesome movie. Nick Nolte. Uh, throwing some heat in this movie. Absolutely, he was awesome. Him and Tom Hardy, awesome. Tom Hardy, good. Yep, always. And Joel Edgerton was not bad either. Yeah, he's good. I like him. I like him. Yeah, he was overshadowed, but he got. Yes, he's good though. He was good. All right, Bryce. I'm interested to see where we go here. Uh, I am not. God. Ah, fuck it. I'm gonna stick with it. I'm not gonna change it. I'm gonna stick with mine. Go ahead. Give me a Rushmore. I think we both have the same. It's going to be dang near the same. I'm going Moneyball, Fast Five, Captain America 1. And I'm going to go with Warrior. That's my, a lot of honorable mentions. I mean, we went through them. Yeah. Yep. That's not bad. That's not bad. I am going to go with Moneyball, unquestionably, number one. The George Washington of this group. Not even close. Then I'm going to go Captain America. Then I'm going to go Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows Part 2. In my opinion, the best Harry Potter movie. Or at least my favorite. So definitely one of the darkest in the the series. So I liked it. And then Fast Fives rounds out my, my top four. Drive very very tough. It's close. Very it tough. is so close. Very tough. Bridesmaids very tough to leave out. Warrior very tough to leave out. Dragon tattoo tough. Um. So yeah, awesome, 
awesome, uh, awesome Rushmore, but the rest of the year, eh, eh. It's all right. Let's talk about Moneyball at the 84th Oscars. Six nominations, zero wins. Yeah. Uh, okay. Nominated for Best Picture, lost to the artist. One of the probably the, the biggest best picture travesty of the 2010s decade. It's, it's awful. Best actor, uh, Brad Pitt was nominated. He lost to John Duhardin for the artist. Um that is the biggest joke of this podcast. Brad Pitt absolutely deserved the win. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure what happened. I've seen the artist. Okay. I'm not proud to say it. I've seen it. And it's a fucking joke that Brad Pitt did not win. John Duarden, for people who don't know who, who that is. Uh, if you've seen uh, Wolf of Wall Street, he is the uh, banker Jordan Belfort has to use overseas to smuggle his money or yeah, his offshore account. That guy. Oh, what a joke. That guy. One best actor over Brad Pitt. So Gosh. fuck me. What are we doing? And then another robbery, best supporting actor, Jonah Hill, uh, was nominated at least, which is saying something for the Academy. He was at least nominated, uh, lost to Christopher Plummer for the movie beginners a movie. I've never heard of until I was doing research for this pod. So this is definitely Bryce. This is a classic example of uh, this guy's been around forever. He's a great actor. Let's uh, give him one before he dies. And ironically, he didn't die for 10 years. Yeah. So, and was in other films. And was still acting until he died. So bullshit. Joan Hill also nominated for Wolf of Wall Street two years later. So there you go. Also nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay. How it didn't win that, I, I am mystified. I have no I, idea. Especially a Sorkin film. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. And then Best Sound Mixing and Best Film Editing. Two categories uh, I'm not going to pretend joke. to know anything about. So. What a joke. Yes. The plot synopsis of Moneyball. Oakland A's general manager Billy Bean's successful attempt to assemble a baseball team on a lean budget by employing computer-generated analysis to acquire new players. Moneyball, released in 2011. Directed by Bennett Miller, written by Steven Zalian and Aaron Sorkin. Story by Stan Shervin, based on the book by Michael Lewis. Produced by Michael DeLuca, Rachel Horowitz, and Brad Pitt. Brad Pitt's company, Plan B Entertainment. Also produced uh, The Departed. The Departed. The Departed won an Oscar for The Departed. Cinematography by Wally Pfister, who uh, shot a ton of Nolan movies. He shot um, a lot of his early work. He shot the Dark Knight trilogy. He shot Inception. So this guy knows what he's doing. Edited by Christopher Tellefson. Music by Michael Dana and starring Brad Pitt, Jonah Hill, Philip Seymour Hoffman. Rip. Rip. 7.6 7.6 out of 10. That's a joke. Well. That's, that's a joke. Yeah, that's a joke. I don't know a, what the gripe would be. This movie is like an 8.2 at least. Absolutely. I don't, I don't get it. But our guy, Roger Ebert. Yeah, four, came four through. Out of four. He came four out of four through. Stars. Four out of four stars. He, he loved it. That's what matters. On a $50 million budget, this movie made $110 million at the box office. Amazing. Uh, Bennett Miller, the director... He has only directed four movies. 
And two of the other ones you might have heard of. Capote, also with Philip Seymour Hoffman. The Truman Capote biopic. Uh, Philip Seymour Hoffman won the Oscar for that movie. And Foxcatcher, the movie about uh, John DuPont and the wrestling team. Big fan of biopics. Yeah. Uh, Steve Carell played John DuPont, was nominated for Best Actor. So, yes. he's He mostly... I looked him up. I was like, why don't, why don't you direct more shit and he mostly directs commercials so all right that's to each his own i guess uh steven zalian the co-writer with aaron sorkin here's some move here's some movies he's written bryce fasten your seatbelt here the first one i don't think i don't think you've heard of the falcon and the snowman which is a great 80s action movie starring sean penn it's a it's about, <laughs> it's about it's about cocaine it's really great. Oh, no, that sounds about right. It's really great. Uh, here's one you may have heard of. Schindler's List. He wrote oh, that. Well, yeah. <laughs> he wrote that. Uh, Gangs of New York. The I've Irishman. seen it, but I've heard it's classic. Uh, it's Irishman's good. The first Mission Impossible movie. Oh, that's good. American Gangster. Oh, that's great. And Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. Yeah, he, I'm he sure wrote. it's good. He wrote all those. That's and Aaron, incredible. Aaron Sorkin, we know what he's done. He wrote The Social Network the year before this. Uh, he wrote A Few Good Men. He wrote and directed The Trial of Chicago 7, which was fine. It was a fine movie. And he also wrote Steve Jobs, which was a great biopic. Great biopic. Yeah, I haven't seen that one, but I've heard it was it was good. And then here's some quotes from Roger Ebert in his review of Moneyball. Quote, I walked in knowing what the movie was about, but I was unprepared for its intelligence and depth. Jonah Hill's performance is understated and fascinating. Moneyball is not a traditional sports movie and indeed should be just as gripping for non-sports fans. It is. It very much was. And I think that's, I think that's what it is right there. And I, and I think that's, that's why maybe a lot of a lot more people didn't go see this movie because they just see sports and they're like, no, thank you. Mm-hmm. Right. Because when you look at the box office, like 110, that's not a lot. It's not like it broke even. So it, it barely made money. Um, so I think that's probably some of the knock on it. Definitely some of the knock. Um, he also says it's not a series of big games. When it goes to the field, it's for well-chosen, crucial moments. That's a fact. Absolutely. There aren't a lot of like baseball scenes in this movie. No. And, and it's, it's nice. It's good because you're getting the behind the scenes. Look, look, everybody knows what's going on in the field. Okay. You yeah. can predict that. Um, but what to see what goes on behind the scenes, that's, what's more interesting. I could watch this movie again right now. I really could. Oh, absolutely. I <laughs> could fire it up. Absolutely. <laughs> he finishes with its essence is in terse brainy dialogue by the two accomplished screenwriters. And I just listed off what those guys have done. Accomplished is an understatement. Those guys, two, two of the goats. Bryce, the first category, best scene. We got the, we got the opening scene where the A's lose to the Yankees and Billy meets with ownership, which uh, honestly, very depressing part of the scene where the owner's basically like, yeah, I, sorry, just, do what you can. Yeah. Just fine. Fine. Whatever. I'll go. 
Can't wait to be crap again this year. It's going to be awesome. Also, losing to the Yankees, uh, something you're not quite used to as a Red Sox fan. No. No, definitely not. <laughs> definitely not. Hey, tough though. I mean, look, I mean, 2001 when the, when it takes place, right? That's the height of the Yankees' powers. So, I mean, in all seriousness, the A's probably should have lost anyway. Uh, but, I mean, to push them to the elimination game, I mean, that's crazy in and of itself. Doing some research on the 2001 season, the Yankees were one game away from winning their fourth World Series in a row in 2001. So Is that the Marlins year? There you go. Diamondbacks. Diamondbacks, yeah, okay. This is Diamondbacks year. Randy. Randall. Randall. Randall Johnson. <laughs> Take him out, baby. The big unit. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but when he's talking to the owner and he's like, if we're not going for a chip, what are we doing here? It looks like he's about to cry. Yeah. Looks like yeah. Now you say that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, it's the passion behind it. I mean, you get to feel, I mean, as Bryce, we root for small market teams. Yes. Uh, money can be an issue sometimes. You really feel it in this, in this scene. Right. I mean, it's not, it's not the, I mean, you've, they compare it to the Yankees and the Red Sox and like the Cubs and Dodgers. Like they don't have those payrolls. No. I mean, they're in California. Yeah. But the crappy part of California. Yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not great. And an owner that doesn't want to spend. So even though you might have the money, but whatever. And then we have scout meeting number one. God, I love the scout meetings in this. Oh man. They're (laughs) so great. They're so great. I mean, it's what, what, what's the problem then? What's the problem? Tell me what the problem is. (laughs) (laughs) It's, and then, and then it, you know, there's, there's 50 feet of crap and then there's us. (laughs) Here's the Yankees. The Yankees are here. And then there's 50 feet of crap. And there's us. Uh, when you're the smallest one, the last one to get to the bowl, he dies. <laughs> and then I have this quote. They're talking about replacing Jason Giambi who left in the off season. And they're like, can we replace Giambi? No. Is there anybody that plays like Giambi? No. <laughs> Then what the fuck are we talking about, man? <laughs> I think I laughed out loud at that way. I la- it's, like, it's like we're looking for Fabio. <laughs> Who's Fabio? <laughs> They're like it, all you hear in the background is the shortstop for the Mariners. <laughs> at least somebody knows. <laughs> Everybody, hey, they found Fabio. They found him. <laughs> And then we have the meeting with the Cleveland Indians and the introduction to our boy, Peter Brandt. Peter Brandt. Peter Brandt. Some things in this scene. Um, So they're in the... Billy's trying to trade for some guys in in the uh, meeting room with the Indians GM. What's his name? Shapiro. 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 And they think they have a deal. And then Peter Brandt... Jonah Hill's character whispers something to Shapiro and Shapiro backs out of the deal. And then after, after that, Billy Bean goes up to Peter Brand and says, what happened in there? What happened in that room? Who are you? I'm, I'm Peter Brand. Who's, whose nephew are you? 
It's my first job. <laughs> That's great. Who's nephew are you? Uh, and then, of course, the famous exchange on the phone. When would you have drafted me? What? What? Was. What? It ninth round, no signing bonus. <laughs> That's what I thought. Back bags, Pete. <laughs> Spot you from the Cleveland Indians. Just hangs up. Just uh, just hangs up. You just drop a bombshell in this guy's life and, and just hang up. I love it. I love it. Pack your bags, Pete. I just bought you from the Cleveland Indians. <laughs> hammered. I should be mentioned. Oh, absolutely. Hammered hammered. 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Hammered. Okay. Peter Brand lay asleep on top of all these player evaluations. <laughs> Wake, woken up out of a dead sleep. What round did you draft me in? What? <laughs> when I left, you looked me up in your computer. <laughs> what round did you draft me in? <laughs> what a draft in the ninth round no signing bonus <laughs> I would assume back in bags scholarship. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, scholarship we'll get into that later that'll oh, come up in another category oh no scholarship that could be a block in the back award there yeah then we have the Billy and Art Howe hallway exchange Art Howe <laughs> Art Howe taking L's let me do. Let me try this. Let me try this. Uh. <laughs> you know, Billy, <laughs> it's not easy doing what I do on a one-year contract <laughs> after a hundred and two-win season. I think it shows some faith. How many L's does Art Howe take? Dude, uh, massive L's. But you know what? He ends up taking credit for it all. He ends yeah, he up does. taking credit for it all. And you know what? He leaves. He leaves at the end of the season. It doesn't even matter. <laughs> yeah, he fucks off. He doesn't get a new deal. Spoiler alert. Uh, where did he go after this? I have me, no idea. I'm looking up right I now. I have no idea. I just... <laughs> he went to the Mets. Oh, my God. Only lasted two seasons. Yeah, not shocking there. Sorry. Not shocking. He was also a coach for the Rangers when Ron Washington took over. Ron Washington was in this movie. Ron Wash, baby. Wash. Oh, we'll talk yeah. about Wash. Yeah, we'll talk about Wash. We'll talk about Wash. Uh, scout meeting number two uh, with Peter Brand in the room. Ah, yes. <laughs> Guys, if you don't answer, I'm going to point at Pete. <laughs> Uh, Billy, does does Pete really need to be here? Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> uh, oh, Billy, that's trouble. <laughs> he goes to Vegas all the time. He's a little thicker on the waist. <laughs> Ugly girlfriend. What does that have to do with anything? Ugly girlfriend means bad confidence. No confidence. No confidence. <laughs> <laughs> and then one of my favorite scenes... Scott Hatterberg meeting in Scott ha- Scott's house. Uh, speaking of wash, him and Billy show up at uh, Chris Pratt's doorstep. I always forget Chris Pratt is in this fucking movie. Yeah, man. Chris Pratt before he's Chris Pratt, right? Uh, they might have been in the middle of Parks and Rec. I don't remember when that show started. I think they were. I think it started okay. in 09. So, I mean, we're, we're looking at very young career Chris Pratt before he's, you know, everything, you know, that he was being shoved down our throats. 
um, you know, yeah. towards the end of the, the of last decade. So. Yeah, so Chris Pratt as Scott Hatterberg. Uh How's the elbow, Scott? It's good. It's good. Uh, I can't throw. Because <laughs> that's what you want to hear for a guy that you're going to sign. That's what you want to hear. Uh, but it's okay. We want you to be, we want you at first. <laughs> I'm a catcher. Uh, we all know you've thrown your last ball from behind the home plate. <laughs> we want you at first. It's easy. Tell them, Wash. It's incredibly hard. <laughs> and everything that we do is. Everything that we do is. <laughs> Billy trying to cover it up. I never I never caught on to that until that that this past viewing. Really? Here's your contract. <laughs> oh, and uh don't tell anybody about the first space thing. <laughs> Here's your contract, Scott. Uh, All right. Then we have Billy fires Grady. In oh, the yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Uh, this will come up again in comedy, I'm sure. <sighs> Should come up multiple times. It's, it'll come up. It'll come up. It'll come I, up and block in the back. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my favorite part of it is when Billy, when, when it's Billy's turn. Right. He says, okay, 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 my turn. And he says, I've been at those kitchen tables where you tell those kids, when I know, I know. And you don't. You don't. You don't, Grady. Uh, it's, it's, uh, I love that. I love that exchange. And you don't. The Brad Pitt voice. <laughs> but you don't. Vintage Pitt. Vintage. <laughs> uh. And that scene, it kind of reminded me of the last scene of uh, Once Upon a Time. Where he's oh, like, yeah. And you, you were on a horsey. <laughs> that needs uh, a rewatch. That needs yeah, a rewatch. Oh, it needs a pod. It needs a pod. Yeah, yeah, probably. And then the next, the next scene, Billy destroys the locker room. Oh, great scene. After the team's losing streak continues. Absolutely obliterates that radio. The radio obliterates and, it. Uh, the poor Gatorade barrel. Yeah, the yeah yeah gone all <laughs> over the floor. Carpet soaking up ice and Gatorade. That's what losing sounds like. <laughs> Is losing fun? No. <laughs> all right. And then the next scene, uh, Carlos Pena and Jeremy Giambi get traded within like five minutes of each other. Oh, beautiful scene. Beautiful scene. And then they visit Art Howe's office and and break the news to him. It's great. It's great. It's great. Oh, oh, yeah. We traded Jeremy, too. (laughs) Here's Ed Ed Wade's number. He's expecting your call. He's a great guy. (laughs) I'm starting Pena first. He's the only first baseman on the squad. You're not starting Pena, Art. Yes, I am, Billy. No. He plays for Detroit now. <laughs> you traded Pena. Jeremy's gone, too. <laughs> Go ahead, Zach. Deliver the famous line. Go on. Go on. <laughs> I, I've uttered this line many times on the pod. Uh, yeah, uh, for no reason. Times, for very, very many times. 
You're killing this team, Billy. <laughs> You're killing this team. Oh, he says had a burger first. <laughs> had a burger first. As he's leaving, as he's leaving the room. Uh, yeah, yeah. Had a burger first. And then, and then Peter asks if he wants the door closed. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you believe in this? Hundred percent. Hundred percent. He's on, bought in then. He was bought in then. Get shit on. Uh, let's see. A couple more here. Billy meets with David Justice. Well, another one of our favorite scenes. Absolutely. David Justice in the batting cage. Absolutely. Speaking of, speaking of dubs, David Justice. Uh, I believe he was married to uh, Dave, uh, Halle Berry at this time. Let me let me look. Ugh. Let me look. Oh, and we're talking peak Halle Berry. This he was not. He was, he was not. not. Oh. Uh, they had been divorced for about five years. Oh, wow. Yes. Wow. Sorry. Sorry, David. Well, nonetheless, nonetheless. Nonetheless, I mean, scene. still. It's Gracie. <laughs> Do it, Bryce. It's Do Gracie. It. <clears throat> I want to juice the last ounce of baseball, and you want to stay in the show. <laughs> Let's help each other out. <laughs> Seven million. No, no. We're only paying three and a half. Yankees pay half your salary. That's what the New York Yankees think of you. <laughs> They're paying to play against you. <laughs> <laughs> you can see how deflated he was after he said that. Like, oh. What? Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> we cool? <laughs> yeah, we're yeah, cool. We cool. <laughs> Billy and Peter trade for Ricardo Rincon. Oh, uh, maybe the best scene in the movie. Ah, uh, probably not. So, probably so your next your, scene is probably the best. Your scene. dad tweeted at me. Okay, I sent yes. out a little tweet. All right, that we had we had this pod cooking up, and and your dad responded to me on Twitter with with the snapshot of this scene of Peter Brand Jonah Hill closing the show on a deal. And you get the little the little fist, you know, the closing the fist, the gritting of the teeth. It's an awesome scene. Like, mm. and then the awkward uh, high five after. Very awkward high five. Great scene. Great scene. They pulled it off, and and this was this was Billy just giving the shaft to Mark Shapiro over there oh, in Cleveland. Oh, this was. Oh. He even said, it, "Look, he's done. He's lost faith. He's gonna dump him." And he did. And he softened the offers for Rincon and got him on his own. Incredible scene. Incredible also, GM work. Did you notice the Nerf football Peter had in his lap? Yeah, those weren't around yet. So I'm guessing that's a Packers ball because it was A's colors, but whatever they make an A's football, I'm guessing it was a Packers football. It might have been. Guess. It might have been. Well, I don't know. It could. Zach, I have a quick question for you. What? Better GM work. Oh. Give it to me. Money ball or draft day? Ah, <laughs> ah, okay. I go draft day just because he got all his picks back, and he got David Putney, and he deal. got and he got the best player in the draft. Yeah, so <laughs> I, I gotta go draft day. Good, hey, we've seen some great GM work in film. We have, we have, we've seen some great agent work. Jerry Maguire, absolutely bagging, getting the bag for his clients. Absolutely. Great, great sports movies. Um, <laughs> unconventional sports movies like that. They're great. 
Uh, and then probably the best scene in the movie. This is going to be my pick. Oh, it, it's yeah. I think uh, we're in agreement on this. The A's break the uh, record. Oh, uh, I just record. Uh, I'm still getting chills just thinking about the scene. When, and, and it's it's beautiful director work, right? It's completely no silent. You know, there's it's, no sound. There's no music. And you just crack hear the it. Bat. You just hear it. And you know, you, and, and the, the cut scenes where everyone lifts their head, that's or when you, you're like, oh, yeah. Oh, gone. Gone. Yeah. And, and, and that's what really happened. That's what really happened in 2002. It was a Scott Hatterberg walk-off home run. Yeah. Yep. It, it, incredible. Incredible. Oh, uh, it just, uh, I, 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 the chills won't go away right now. They won't go away. It's, oh, it's so amazing. I love it. I love it's, it. Uh, it's one of the great scenes that I, that I can think of. Uh, it's one of the scenes that makes this movie not, I mean, it's a sports movie, sure, but it, it doesn't feel like a sports movie, especially in that scene, because all, you know, all this guy's hard work has paid off in this. He's, he was a renegade, you know, nobody believed in his methods. And this, this just like was a big middle finger to all those people saying, yeah, it works. So fuck you. It was, it was great. And then here we go. The best baseball scene, not counting the home run at the end. We have Billy's flashbacks to his playing days, which I enjoyed. I enjoyed those. Mm -hmm. Uh, Billy and Peter breaking down the player evaluations and the locker room interviews with uh, the pushy interviewer. Do you remember Uh, that? Dude, she is awful, dude. Like (laughs) I was getting, I was getting upset. Get out of my shot. You're in my shot. Get out of my shot, please. I asked you if you were 100%. Yeah. Go away, please. Go away. (laughs) Joke. Uh, best baseball scene. I will go with. I I really enjoyed Billy and Peter breaking down the players. I did too. I did too. Just to see what we're looking at. Okay, why are you signing this guy? And you can get him for how much? Right. I mean, it's it, it's crazy. Yeah. I mean that that was probably the the most fun part. And and that's what I appreciated about Jonah Hill's character, right? And the way he played it is up until 2011, right? The way we viewed Jonah Hill was you know, this fat, chunky guy, slapstick comedy, raunchy comedy guy. Right. But then you get to this film and you're kind of like, wait, Jonah Hill is a legitimate actor. You know, and, and he's, and yeah, he's he shown is. the range since then. You know, we still see him in funny stuff and that's what we expect sure. and love about him. But we see him in some pretty serious stuff that, and, and he's been good in a lot of different things. You know, I'm also interested. I, he's now uh, he's um, playing the lead singer of the Grateful Dead for the Grateful Dead biopic. I'd be mm-hmm. interested to see how he's going to handle that. But I mean, that's I love that about that movie it is what Jonah Hill was able to bring to this movie, because you just think Jonah Hill, you're like, this movie's a joke. It's a joke, isn't it? Yeah. And it's not. No, it's absolutely not. The it's three so year run, the three year run for Jonah, 2011 to to 2013. So I guess two year run. He had this in 2011. He had 21 Jump Street in 2012. Hilarious. And he had uh, Wolf in 2013. Which uh, that was a role that was suited for him. And then he had 22 Jump Street in 2014. Yeah, which is also funny still. Yeah. So. Guy can act. Guy can act. And he can direct. Uh, he directed a movie yeah. called Mid-90s, and I think it was 
2018 or 19. Really good. Well, and uh, I don't know, if, Zach, I don't think, I don't know if you've ever seen it. It's kind of buried under the rug now, but he was in a Netflix show, limited series called Maniac. Uh, I haven't with, watched uh, Emma it. Stone. It's, um, it's interesting. I probably won't watch it again, uh, but I mean, he was good in it. It's a serious role. He was very good in it. He was excellent. I haven't watched it, man. It's on my list on Netflix. It's on good. my list. Buried in my list. <laughs> Uh, some questions, Bryce. Some questions for you. Better Sorkin movie. Uh, social Network or Moneyball? Uh, come on, man. I gotta, I gotta go to the Social Network. Uh, yeah. That's close. That's why I'm leaning as well. The Social Network is just so well done. And I don't know why. You, you literally watched a movie about how Facebook was created. That sounds like a boring movie. It really does. And, it and somehow it was just awesome. You couldn't stop watching it. I went out and bought it. I, many, I only saw yeah. it. I saw it last year. I went out and bought it. I liked it that much. Many people called it the best movie of the 2010s decade. Which is crazy. Yeah. Which is crazy. So, no, I mean, Social Network is good. Look, Moneyball is very, very good. I love this movie to death. But, I mean, Social Network is just a one-of-a-kind film, and I, I don't I, – I can't place it. I'm not a film critic, but I can't place my finger on it. Then we have, uh, this isn't really a question, but just like a comment. They talk about Bill James and Sabermetrics like it's a, like it's a witchcraft. Like it's Yeah, it's kind of evil. a joke, man. And now that's all they do. They, I mean, they take pictures out in the fifth inning, you know? Yeah, like, right. Yeah. Right. I mean, everything, the, the entire sports landscape has shifted to, to uh, analytics and things like that. Like, right, when we were when we were Daryl Moore, your boy. Yeah, yeah, Darren Moore, yeah, joke, yeah, whatever. But, I mean, think about this, Zach. When we watch NFL football back in, when we were younger, right, as soon as it hit fourth down, it's a field goal or a punt, period. If somebody went for it on fourth down, everyone would get hyped because nobody yes. go, goes for it on fourth down. Now everybody goes for it on fourth down, right? I mean, that, that, it's, Especially when it's, it's like fourth and short. Right. the question. Exactly, exactly. So... Uh, yeah, I mean, Sabermetric has come a long way. Bill James has aged really well. Um, you know, I, even in the postscript of, of Moneyball, right? Uh, the Boston Red Sox won a, won a title two years later with Theo Epstein at the helm, and they applied some, some of those analytical, uh, analytical concepts to their roster. Yes, you, I still feel like you need to have some star power to win a title and go all the way. Absolutely. But, but there is, I think there's a fine line and a fine balance uh, to the Bill James method and theory and, and then the traditional way of baseball of you buy the best talent out there. And that's, what's going to get you over the top. Should be mentioned. I mean, they had the MVP of the American league this year, Miguel Tejada. Uh, right. And that's something that's not, that's not stated in the movie, right? It's not they don't at state all. that they actually had some, it's not like this entire team was made up of a bunch of misfits. They don't even say his name. I don't think. No, the they movie. don't. They had Miguel Tejada, who was the MVP. They had Jermaine die back around, you know, young Jermaine die. Um, they had Barry Carlos Zito. Pena for Barry Zito. I mean, they had players. They had players, they had good players, they had star power, um, but it was made up of a lot more of the the cheap misfit players. It was. It was. It absolutely was. Um, but still, they, they had they had some stars, there's no doubt. Uh, let's see. Comedy. 
Oh, no. Bryce, Tom Brenneman is announcing the opening game in the opening scene. <laughs> that did not age well. <laughs> no, it did not. No, no, it did not. At least Castellanos wasn't around then. <laughs> There's a drive to deep left field by Castellanos. Oh, every time. Every time. <laughs> Billy meeting Peter. We kind of talked about that. Who are you? Who's enough for you? <laughs> he asked him, who are you twice? He's like, I'm Peter Brand. <laughs> I don't give a damn. Who are you? <laughs> who are you? Uh, this one I found kind of funny. Brad Pitt and Billy Bean look nothing alike. Uh, nothing. That was a joke. It's like uh, nothing alike. Billy Bean, uh, they did him some favors by casting Brad Pitt. Yeah, they did. That. Yeah, they did. I asked you to evaluate three players. How many did you do here? 47. Actually, 51. I don't know why I just slide there. <laughs> Good scene. Good scene. And then this one, I don't know if you noticed, but Billy is like correcting with some old yeah, scouts. Yeah. Yeah. You got to carry the one. Got to carry, gotta the, carry one. the one. Oh, oh. <laughs> uh, How's the elbow, Scott? It's incredibly hard, that whole thing. Okay. Yeah. Uh, Billy talking to his daughter's stepdad. Oh, did that make you feel uncomfortable? Yes. Oh, especially when he can't pronounce Giambi. Giambi. Yeah. Oh, and you can tell he's one of that like yoga vegan woke people like in 2000. Oh my gosh. A baggy like parachute pant like bro. And then and then he gets crapped on. Uh, about the cell phone thing. He's like, her mother and I will discuss it. L. L. Her mother and I will L. discuss it. Okay. Uh, that guy was played by Spike Jones, great director. He yes. directed the movie Her. He directed uh, Being John Malkovich. He was also in Wolf of Wall Street. He played the. Uh, uh, when Jordan first gets back in the stock market game, he goes to. Uh, God, what's that place called in the, the movie? Penny Stock Place. Penny Stock Place. That yeah, that's Spike Jones. Yeah, yep. So there you go. Uh, let's see here. Grady goes on a radio show and shits on the A's. Oh man, backfires yeah. immediately. Yeah, they go on a streak. Oh, massive L. <laughs> also, also, I have a little comedy thing that didn't get it get put in here. Yeah. Did you relate to Billy? when he throws the radio out of the car and goes and walks out of his car and stomps on it. Yes. Yes. I related that to that so hard because that's what I want to do to my TV. Anytime. Like my team loses like a big game like that. Right. I say lost to Oregon. Yeah. 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 I about broke my TV. (laughs) Yeah. I was, I was hot, man. I was hot, but that's the most like relatable thing I've seen in that movie. So oh, yeah. Oh God, yeah. Oh, Pacers playing the Cavs in the playoffs. Got it. Or the Heat every year. Oh, oh, fuck me. Fuck those. Fuck those games. David Justice calling out Billy for not traveling with the team. Kind of funny. It's funny. <laughs> the soda money comment was funny. The soda comment. The, yeah. Yeah. Billy likes to keep the money on the field. Said a dollar for soda. It's like, what is that on the field? Oh, can't see. It. <laughs> And then he goes, I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. And then what's your biggest fear, Scott? A baseball being hit in my general direction. 
<laughs> no, really. What oh. is it? Oh, no, seriously, that's it. Ah, good luck with that. <laughs> uh, it worked out for old Hatterberg. And then who got it the worst? Our next category. I only had two, uh, two candidates. Now that I think about it, you can include this other guy, but I'm going to go with the stepdad just getting shit on in his two minutes of screen time. Billy's playing career. Not great. And then uh, I'll go Jeremy Giambi as well. Wow, Jeremy, huh? Interesting. Although Jeremy did it, he did it <clears throat> himself. Um, actually, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go off course here. Uh, I'm going with Billy Bean. Billy Not Bean got Chris. Yeah, he turned Why? down. He turned down the highest paid GM offer for one of the biggest recognized franchise in the world. Not to mention that roster is already close to winning a title, and he could have been the guy to do it. And he and and I think that would have changed everything about Bill James and Saber Metrics immediately. Ah, immediately. So I'm gonna go with Billy. Should should have taken the should have went to Fenway, man. Should have went to Fenway. That's fair. I'm gonna go with the stepdad. Um, also fair, just because he went like over seven from the three point line in his two minutes of playing time. So awful. Blocking the back award. For the most brainless decision in the movie, one of my favorite, probably my favorite category, the block in the back award. Oh, yes. Uh, Billy turning down Stanford, a full ride to Stanford for the New York Mets. I put a question mark by this because would you turn it down if you were offered a position with a major league team? I... um... I think I would have done what Billy did. Honestly, I mean that that's that's incredibly hard, man. That's incredibly hard. I mean, I, I think things it's are incredibly hard. It's incredibly hard. I, I think it's different now because of the the new NIL uh, things. Like if we were living in that age, I probably would have went to college, uh, taking the scholarship, right, go make yeah. a little money, right? And then because I know people are going to want me coming out of college. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, all I got to do is just perform in college. So in that day and age, though, you, I mean, you almost got to take the money. I think I would have gone for the Mets, too. Um, it's also a full ride to Stanford. I don't know. It's tough, man. I don't know. That's why I put a question mark by it. I didn't know if it belonged in this category, but tough. And then the stepdad again, the stepdad trying to make small talk with Billy. I already gave it to him and who got it the worst. So I'll go ahead and move him to that. Grady gets himself fired. I'm going to go with this. This is my winner. <laughs> Fuck you, Billy. Now no reason. No reason. No reason to say that. Just move on. No, you decided to curse at your boss and you get fired. And, and in dramatic fashion, might I add. Might I add? Yeah, and I, and I think that's a very strong candidate for blocking the back and probably what I'll go with as well, honestly. I'm not going to fire you, Grady. Fuck you, Billy. Now I'll fire you. <laughs> <laughs> Just walks away casually. And then he goes and finds the, the guy that's only played Little League and says he's the new head scout. Just as a, just to, to shove it to him. I love it. I absolutely love it. It's funny. Good luck, Art. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then the final candidate, Jeremy Giambi, humiliating himself in the locker room. Schmuck. A close second. A close second. Schmuck. Not only does he live in his brother's shadow, he gets traded from the A's. Looks like a complete fool. Can't stay off the weed. Can't stay out of Vegas. Joke. Let's Joke. see where Jerry. I know he went to the Phillies after this, but how much longer did he last in the majors? I never even knew he had a. I didn't even know he. Uh, Jason had a brother. I, me neither. Me neither. Okay, so he finished the season with the Phillies, and then he played with the Red Sox the next year, and then that was his last season in the majors. That was that was a favor. That that was a favor signing. That's what that was. Yeah. Yep. Jason, on the other hand, AL MVP. Five-time All-Star, <laughs> two-time Silver Slugger. <laughs> oh, so man. Um, slip in the DMs. A crew or cast member whose DMs you would slip into to learn more about them. I'm going with Bennett Miller, the director. I want to know why you've only directed four movies, dude. This movie was awesome. Foxcatcher was great. Capote was great. Why aren't you? I don't know. Uh, that's what that's what I would ask. Boy, man, I mean, it's hard because I mean, you know so much ab- about a lot of these guys. Um, boy, uh, I I've been struggling with this question, and I still struggle with it because I I don't know. I mean, uh, there's so much, there's a lot out there. Uh, oh, I, you know what? I want to slip in the DMs of uh, of Carlos Pena. Ah, because I want to know what what it feels like to be an all star and rookie of the year, and then just to get traded. Right. Like, what's that? What do you think? And then about they that? go on this massive streak without you. Yeah, there must be so much confusion in your mind, right? And you're over there playing for Detroit, who were good in the early two thousands. Yeah, yeah, good. they were. And now they're bottom tier. Shout they're out Ryan good. Gregory for being a Detroit Tiger fan. <laughs> They're very good. Made a World Series. Yeah. Carlos Pena, former Red Sox, former Cub. Carlos Pena. Carlos Pena. Yeah, it worked out for him. He got to a World Series with the Rays. Not bad. Yeah, it was fine. Worked out. Yeah. The big winner, Bryce. Who's your big winner for this movie? (sighs) My big winner is is analytics. I think it has to be. I mean, that's the whole focus of the movie. I mean, it's an obvious one, but it, but it has to be, yep. right? Uh, I think big winner also comes up from Chris Pratt to be in such a, uh, ah. a highly rated film, right? And now we see from where he began uh, to where he is now. And it's, I think he's a big winner out of that. I think he was good. I think he had enough screen time to to impress and, and uh, build his roles and, and his resume from that. Did have quite a bit of screen time. I'm going to go with Jonah Hill. It's fair. Hill planting his flag on the dramatic side of things uh, and has kicked ass since. So I'm going with Jonah Hill. Big loser, Bryce. I'm going with conventional scouting in baseball. L. Massive L. Massive. Who's your loser? Uh, managers. Because this was the beginning of the end for managers, right? They, they, sure, they have, they have the, uh, the, the lineup card, but at the same time, they're being told who to play. We saw this with the, we see this with the Yankees recently. Yep. They, they have weird lineups, and it never works out. Never. 
Let the uh, and the manager's power pleasure. has been taken away. What's that? Much to your pleasure. The yeah, doesn't absolutely. Work for the Yankees. Absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Uh, another big loser I have is the Academy, just because this movie should have won Best Picture, well, and you guys are fucking you, idiots. Your constant gripe with the Academy. <laughs> this is the clear winner for Best Picture, and you still fucked it up, so fuck you. Uh, finally, Bryce. <laughs> Our final, a, a fun activity to edit on, to end this one on. The Brad Pitt Mount Rushmore. Of course. Of course. Yeah, of course. Me. How hard was this? Um, incredibly hard. Now, here, here's what I will preface this by. It was incredibly hard. It was incredibly hard. I will preface this by I've not seen all of the big time Brad Pitt movies. I will admit this. So I am going off the ones that I've seen. Fair. Honorable. Okay. I've seen quite a few. I've, I've not seen quite a few. Yep. Okay. So I have come up with a, and I think it's a pretty dang good list. Okay. Sure. So numero uno, Moneyball. Okay. The Washington. I think it, yes. Fair enough. Numero dos. It's got to be Inglorious Bastards. Ah yes. Lieutenant Aldo, are you kidding me? It's an Gorlami. iconic. Gorlami. <laughs> Great film. Great film. Trace, Cliff Booth, Once Upon a Time. Yes. Fuck yeah. I think it's on yours too, isn't it, Zach? Uh, I have no comment. As of of right now. I have no comment right now. I have no comment. And number four, I'm going to go with, it's a comment. I'm cheating the system. I'm cheating. I'm going with all three Oceans films. He's great. Wow. He's so good. He's Fair. so good at him. He's so good. I if love had, his character. If you had to pick one, which one? Rusty Ryan. Probably the first one. Yeah. Probably the first one. I mean, the first one is so good, but he's good in all of them. He really is. I love him. Him and Clooney have, have a great chemistry. Um, I mean, if you want to see uh, movies that have that can handle a star-studded cast like that at some of their peaks, that's what you need to base it off of, right? We're talking George Clooney at his peak. We're talking Brad Pitt. Uh, it's still a little up and coming, but basically peak, right? I, I mean, Don Cheadle, Matt Damon at his peak, um, Casey Affleck, uh, and the list goes on. So, yeah, that's my Mount Rushmore for Brad Pitt. All right, here we go. Oh, I, I'm super curious. I think I can guess it. What right. you have. Okay. I my don't Washington. know. Washington. Okay. But. All right. My Washington, my number one. Fight Club. Oh, Fight Club. Wow. Okay. I didn't think that was going to be your number one, but okay. Fight Club's my I number one. Don't, I don't like Fight Club. I just didn't I know, like it. I know. I know you don't. I didn't I like it. Uh, it's his most iconic character, in my opinion. Um, Tyler. I just think, <sighs> you know, I know. Honestly, the best. One of the best looking anyone, any actors ever been in a movie, Fight Club, Brad Pitt. He's just got to, got to say, got to put that out there. Uh, my second one's Moneyball. Uh, I think wow. top, top to bottom, I think it's his best acting performance. I think he should have won the Oscar. And later on, I'm going to make the case Brad Pitt should have three Oscars to his name. Wow. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. He should have won Best Actor. It's a joke he didn't. Number three, I have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Three? 
Yes. Because he was uh, so good. He was so bad, good. Badass. He was an absolute oh. badass as Cliff Booth. Finally gets the Oscar for best supporting actor, but finally, finally gets it. Here's who he beat out that year, Bryce. Mm-hmm. Best supporting actor. Let me know if you heard any of these guys. Mm. Anthony Hopkins. Oh, yeah. I've heard he's good. Tom Hanks. I've heard he's pretty good, too. Joe Pesci. Ah, uh, yeah. That guy from Home Alone. Al Pacino. <laughs> Beat them all. Beat them all. And it wasn't even close, in my opinion. That's got to be a satisfying win. That is awesome. That is awesome. It's also something, if you if you would have said that 25 years ago, everybody would have laughed in your face. But now it's like, yeah, makes sense. And then my fourth one, Bastards. Bastards. <sighs> How hard was it for you to leave seven off? Incredibly hard. It was incredibly hard. <laughs> I figured that was going to make it for you. I really did. It was in there for a little bit. It was in there. What would you swap it out for? Bastards. Oh, yeah, you have to. Bastards. You have to. Yeah. It's just fun as hell. It's a fun as hell movie. Very quotable. Uh, Absolutely. Donnie. <laughs> yeah. Got a German here who wants to die for country. Oblige him. <laughs> 100 Nazi scalps. I want my scalps. <laughs> and I'll have my scalps. Some honorable mentions for me. Uh, Ocean's Eleven. Yeah. Tough. Tough. Uh, seven, of course. Curious Case of Benjamin Button. That's some other movie he should have an Oscar for. Um, I just think he should. Sean Penn won the Oscar that year for Milk. I thought Brad Pitt was better. Actually, I've only seen Milk once. It's fine. But Sean Penn already had an Oscar before that. So I don't know why they gave him another one, but whatever. Then I have 12 Monkeys. Really weird post-apocalyptic movie with Bruce Willis, too. He was actually... Brad Pitt was actually nominated for Best Supporting Actor for this movie. He lost, but he was nominated. And then a couple movies. Assassination of Jesse James. Really great movie. Very long. Uh, Stars him and Casey Affleck. Uh, Solid movie. And then Troy. Troy, honorable mention. Not a great movie. Uh, it's okay. It's not great. Yeah, very, very long. long. Very long. Very long. You see Brad Pitt's ass in this movie. Yeah, yeah. you do. So there's that. <laughs> so yeah, Bryce, what do you got on Linsanity? Well, uh, I mean, we're gonna continue to uh, to go hard at uh, at our NFL. Uh, recap weekly recaps. We are coming down to playoff time. Um, we just put a pot out yesterday. Um, and, uh, super excited about it. I mean, we're going to, I'm sure eventually we're going to have, uh, we're going to have you on Mr. Griffith, uh, as we keep progressing, uh, towards the playoffs, but that's what we got going on right now. That's what we got. Amazing. Amazing. Check out everything else on the running hook network. We got power hour, uh, churning them out, divine rhyme, churning them out top back last week. Uh, so check all that out. Great content coming from the network. Uh, Bryce, thank you very much for coming on. This was of course, a blast. man. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure. This was a blast to talk about Moneyball. Oh. And as always, folks, thank you very much for listening.